The scripture reading this morning is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where we've been for several weeks. This is chapter 4, verses 1 through 16, page 1135, and if you want to use the Pew Bible in front of you. Ephesians 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, When he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When he says, when it says he descended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the same one who ascended far above all the heavens so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way and into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped. As each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. Obviously, Pastor Chris is not here today, but he did ask me to read a letter to you all. Dear friends, I regret to share with you that I incurred another lower back injury last week, doing nothing in particular, which has progressively worsened through the week. At this point, I am stuck on my back with my legs up. While I had every intention of delivering a message on Ephesians 4 that I prepared for us, I am simply unable to now. Instead, 
I have arranged for us to hear a brief sermon by President Craig Barnes of Princeton Theological Seminary to the uh, seminary community on March 22, 2018. I have chosen for us to hear this message because it comes from the same text and remains a consistent guest sermon in our series. Dr. Barnes is a Presbyterian pastor and mentor to many students training to become pastors and nonprofit leaders. I have learned much from his work over the years. I trust that God has a word for each of us today through this message. I appreciate your prayers and please know that I will recover from this soon with physical therapy once the muscular spasms calm down. My spine is mostly in good condition, but there is a disc issue, question mark, that will be addressed next week. I am, a good, I, uh, I am in good medical hands and this too shall pass. Thank you for being a gracious and caring church family. I so wish I could be there with you today. I have attached my sermon for those of you on Facebook and a copy of the transcript is available in the gathering area for those in person who would like to read it. With love and hope in Christ, Pastor Chris. Continuing in a series of homilies from Paul's epistle to the Ephesians, we come to chapter four, beginning at verse 14. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, for whom the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. The word of the Lord. By your Holy Spirit, O oh God, bless our hearing of your word. The receiving of it is already a blessing, but now we pray that your spirit would do what only you can and carry it deep into our hearts. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> After spending three chapters writing about our life and our life together in Christ, in the fourth chapter, Paul turns his attention to a desire that we would be rooted in truth, that we would find a union in the faith and in the knowledge of Christ Jesus our Lord, that we would not be tossed to and fro by every whim of doctrine. Instead, let us be rooted in the truth. But then in our text today, he goes on to say, to speak this truth in love. For the whole body is built up by love. 
So to live in Christ is to speak the truth in love. Right. But that's a very hard thing to do, to speak the truth in love. For one, it's hard because we set these two things up against each other as truth and love, and because we care so much about our relationships, we're afraid to speak the truth. We swallow the truth. But any relationship that can't handle the truth is bound by conditional love, which isn't actually love at all. Another reason we have a hard time speaking the truth in love is that we live with conflicting truths. Every parent knows this. You look at your child's report card and you say, I love you unconditionally, and grades are not really important. But C plus, that's because you believe both things. Still other times it's difficult to speak the truth in love because we really don't know the truth. My wife is an interior designer. She will sometimes show me a photograph of a piece of furniture she has purchased for a client and she wants my opinion. And then I get very silent. And she thinks the reason I'm silent is because I really don't like it, and I'm in anguish trying to figure out how to say this to her. But the reality is, I've got nothing. I, I, I don't know if it's a good sofa or not. I, I don't know the truth. But when we turn to Christian community, There are more serious problems with speaking the truth in love. We know how much damage Christians have done to each other and to those outside of the church in pushing their truth on each other. When actually we were just peddling well-rehearsed perspectives on the truth. And we know that sometimes when the church has been so clear about its truth, it was wrong. And we at times feel, as Paul says, that every whim of doctrine is blowing to and fro past us. Often yesterday's truth is something that today we strongly doubt and sometimes even repent of, yesterday's truth. And then wh whose truth? His truth, her truth, their truth? And every time there's a conflict, the precise reason we have a conflict is that both people think they have the truth. And all that we can agree on is that there's just a whole lot of hurt lying around. So sometimes, like Pontius Pilate, we want to throw our hands up and say, truth? What is truth? And although he couldn't see it, at the time, Pilate was looking at the embodiment of truth and love. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the incarnation of God's love. In Jesus, we finally see truth and love. Have you ever noticed how good Jesus was at speaking with both compassion and conviction at the same time. 
compassion, compassion, to, to have the ability to, to be with those that you love no matter how great the suffering. Conviction, to express a truth that rises from the foundation of your soul. They're not antithetical, but to the contrary, both of them are very dangerous without holding hands with the other. It's not very hard to just do one of these two things. A community can say, we're really sick and tired of all the judgment out there, we're just committed to loving. It doesn't, doesn't matter what you're into, no judgment here, we're just gonna love you. Right, but that community has a very hard time being prophetic or disciplined or taking a stand for anything that's significant. Alternately, uh, another kind of community can say, we are very clear about our convictions. And if you're gonna be a part of this community, we expect you to conform to them. But that always leads to a graceless judgment. It leads to hiding. And it leads to a lot of anxiety about the mythical them that we blame for our problems. No, it's, it's not hard to be all about compassion or all about conviction, but holding these two together is really hard for us. In fact, we can't do it. Only Christ speaks the truth and love. And we only find our ability to find some approximation of this to the degree that we live in Christ, which has been Paul's theme all along. As we live in Christ, we too find that Christ is showing us the way in spite of our flaws and our failed attempts, still the dream of being a community that can speak the truth in love. So the goal for a community is not to be constantly measuring its quotient or how are we doing on the compassion, conviction spectrum. A little more conviction, a little more compassion. No, the goal is to draw closer to Christ. As we do that, the Spirit makes us authentically Christians, which allows us to, in Christ, speak the truth in love to a world that's dying for both. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.